0: Family doesn't only have to be blood relations. Found family is equally valid, like a random bunch of people connected by love, mutual respect and shared values can also most definitely be considered as family. You don't have to fit in to a certain mould or pass certain criteria to be part of a family, like gender, race, caste, religion. None of this should matter in order to consider someone as your own family member. I think anyone who we feel connected to in some way can be considered family. Hi guys, welcome to Cuddle with Cookie. I'm Jingu and I'm here with my Cookie Baby. The topic we've chosen for today is family values. I thought I'd talk about this because I was reflecting recently. What does it mean to be family? What works and what doesn't in familial relationships? These are tough questions that don't necessarily have one single answer set in stone. Let's take a quick break to play pickety talkity before going into this. Right now, I can see a photo frame With a picture of me with my family in it. Unlike this photo fitting into the frame, the definition of a family doesn't fit into one single frame that the society has created. Family doesn't only have to be blood relations. Found family is equally valid. Like a random bunch of people connected by love, mutual respect, and shared values can also most definitely be considered as family. Now, let's talk more about family values. You don't have to fit in to a certain mold or pass certain criteria to be part of a family, like gender, race, caste, religion. None of this should matter in order to consider someone as your own family member. I think anyone who we feel connected to in some way can be considered family. Every family is built on a certain set of values. And to talk more about this, I've invited a couple of guest speakers, my very own parents, Uma and Venkatraman. It's kind of weird saying their names, but it's fine. Um, Of course, I thought they'd be the perfect people to interview because they're the ones who have taught me pretty much all my values in life and how to be like a decent person and all that. They're both the most caring, selfless, and hardworking people I've ever seen. I'm so I'm so proud to be able to call myself their daughter. Anyway, side note: my mother's nickname is Yam, and my father's is Yi. Um, I thought I'd tell you guys beforehand so that you're not confused when I refer to them that way. Okay. Hi, Yaman Yayai. I'm so happy that we're talking together on the podcast.
1: Hi, Jingu. Nice to be on the podcast. And a very nice topic that you've chosen today. I'm so excited.
2: We were waiting for this, Jingu. I mean, this is a very interesting topic. With all what we go through in our life, this is always an interesting topic and so much to talk. Um, let us see. What is in store in the next few minutes?
0: Okay, super. Okay, so let's get into the questions. Name some core values that our family is built on and that a healthy family follows according to you. And also, like, what can we do to stick to those values? So, what values and how do we stick to them? So, who wants to go first?
1: Let me start.
0: There is no rule.
1: I mean, as I, as I speak, few topics. Yeah. Appa can also join. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First value that I would like to say is uh, res- being responsible human and responsible to the society. One needs to be kind to themselves and to others. By doing this, you can be responsible. Uh, to the society also and to the family. So, I see the foremost value which I, I take from my family, from my parents and I would like my children also to follow this being responsible human and responsible to the society. Appa can go next.
2: For me, everything starts from love and affection. Yes. So, Lot of things are, you know, revolving and lot of things are open around this. So, for me, I will put the first value as love and affection. I mean, deep love and affection. And many times it is emotional. I mean, especially a family like us, coming from a very emotional, I mean, my parents were very emotional. And obviously, I carry that forward knowingly or knowingly. So, obviously, I put a lot of weightage for that. And that is my first thing. And... Sometimes, you know, it can also be shadowed by possessiveness. Um, can lead to a lot of good and a lot of, you know, difficulties as well. So we will talk in the next few minutes. as well.
0: Yeah, so I actually wanted to add on to that. Um, I completely agree with um, being responsible. Like, um, obviously parents and parents would want their children to be responsible uh, people. And that's one of the most important values, and love and affection. I think that would be my top value as well. Um, and yeah, I've seen with both family and friends that I'm also like a very possessive person. Um, I mean, being possessive is not bad. Is I mean, in my opinion, it's not bad. But sometimes it get it gets to a point where um, it could be toxic if like if I get jealous of someone. Um I don't know. It, yeah, if I get jealous and I don't know, take action based on that, or if I start resenting someone because of that possessiveness and jealousy, I think that's when it becomes toxic. But I think possessive to a certain possessiveness to a certain level is I don't know natural and good. So Accept. yeah.
2: As long as we understand it comes from the possessiveness, I don't think there will be any misunderstanding.
1: While we talk about love and love and affection, I also would like to bring being compassionate, unconditional love, supportive to each other, whatever is the situation, being supporting to each other amongst the family. The unconditional support from the family is another sub-value of love and affection, which I see. I think. All children within the family will be supportive to each other whenever they need, and whatever condition they are in, this will definitely take their life through to any level.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, a lot of families I've seen, like, um, the parents are not supportive of their children in many ways. And so, I think in that way, I'm very. Um, privileged because beat anything like beat like major decisions like um i don't know college or anything in life like decisions in life um they are really like my parents Yaya are really supportive and if they don't agree with something then we talk about it and then yeah they never go against what i want so i think one of the I think main things for me is being supportive of each other. And see, if you disagree with something, I think that's fine. But as long as you talk through it, it's good. Yeah.
2: Of course, Amma, and you said very nicely uh, a few points that I would add. It is, of course, an extension of, you know, the love and affection. Um, Something, of course, see, again, I'm a conventional parent coming from my old legacy. So obviously, you know, one is it has to be unconditional both ways. It's not that the kids only have to be, you know, uh, caring and uh, taking care of us, but it's other way around, which you also said very nicely that you are so privileged. Nice to hear that, Jingu. Um, But only thing is when it comes to caring and supporting, sometimes the situation will force you to really put your interest and agenda aside and really go and support your parents. So, that those are the real testing moments. Yeah, how far we are able to, you know, withstand that. So, those are the interesting moments which the current day kids have to go through. They need to see how they can balance both. That's the only point I wanted to add. But this is another important family value which will keep us all bind bound to each other and also take us on a long way. Of course, I am also privileged to say That you, your brother, sister, all of you are absolutely fantastic in that. So
0: great. That's amazing. And yeah, um, I think sacrifice is one of the most, also one of the most important things. And uh, like, if someone, I don't know, if one of, yeah, I don't know, if one of you want to do something and I don't, of course, there will be a disagreement. And yeah, like, Sometimes it's like you have to compromise or you need to sacrifice what you want for just to make the other person happy. And I think that to us, to a healthy level, that will be you know good for the family. And what I think is you guys do that way too often. Like uh, you, in my opinion, you have sacrificed way too much to an unhealthy extent, which yeah it's kind of difficult but anyway i don't think i can change that and so it's fine yeah
2: so jingu as we said we come from a very emotional background right we have seen our parents sacrifice is a very big word it's not compromise, by the way it is really sacrifice i have seen you know i come coming from a very modest background my parents have really sacrifice quite a bit. When I saw that I have grown, though I'm well placed, etc. I'm not going to think that, oh, I'm well off. I'm not going to really, you know, do something for my kids. So it's not that. So always the parent versus the kids bonding, this particular the bit of sacrifice is extremely critical for the bonding. As you said, we also know and we have learned in the last few years, particularly in the last couple of years, how to draw a line What should we expect from the kids? Sacrifice versus giving them the freedom and room. We have understood that. But of course, initially we struggled. We misunderstood and we expected quite a bit. We thought that, oh, these kids are not really, you know, uh, supporting or caring for us. But later we understood from the deep heart, they love us, they care for us, but they also need time and they also have time for their own thing. So we understood and I think this is all going great, really.
1: Yeah, Kandipa, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that point, definitely. Uh, taking a different point now, I see another value of being honest that is also very important. Honesty should first come from the parents. Parents should be honest and hence the kids will also follow through as a practice, what do you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And here also, as parents, we have learned a lot. Unlike the olden days where the parents or the relatives, they all go into a room and do hush-hush. We don't do this these days. We are very open with the kids. And we know, I mean, we don't hesitate to tell them. As long as we understand them, as long as we know how they think and what they will, uh, how they will take it, we know, I mean, we don't need to hesitate and we are absolutely open.
0: Okay, so I completely um, agree with that on the value of honesty and trust. So I think trust is built on honesty. Like a lot of trust is built on honesty. And I mean, talking from a kid's perspective, um, I think a lot of us struggle with being honest because of being scared of the reaction from the parents like for example if you're if you are honest with some parents they may react i don't know really harshly and like maybe some of us could feel that oh if i'm honest with them then they'll stop loving me or they'll think of me as a different person or like they'll i don't know they'll i have a bad opinion about me and since All all the kids mostly care about what their parents think about them. They're scared to be honest and they're scared to be vulnerable with their parents. But see, I can't speak for all the families. I can't speak for all families. But I think in many cases and in also my case, if I am honest with them, even though they may be upset by what I'm saying, I think they won't stop loving me. That is, has never been like a worry for me because I know for sure that that is called unconditional love in my opinion. Like whatever you do, it's they will never stop loving you just because of something that you did. It's not conditional. Like if you do this, then I will love you. If you do, if you do this, then I won't love you. It's not like that. Unconditional love in my opinion is no matter what you do, they love you. So I think that makes it much easier for me to be honest. And what I'd say to um, my, I don't know, everyone else um, who's struggling to be honest with their parents is that I think everyone knows how their parents will react to a certain extent. But instead of assuming that your parent will react this way, try talking about it and and then be open with them and be vulnerable and tell them what you fear. Like, if you worry that by being honest, they'll stop loving you or they will, I don't know, think badly about you, then you tell them that. You tell them that, see, I feel that I, did, I didn't want to tell you the truth because of this. And of course, I think they will understand if they're, I don't know, if they're parents like my parents, they'll understand. So that's what I'd say.
2: Absolutely right, Jingu. Absolutely right. Um, Honesty, trust, respect—all these are totally interrelated. The more and more we see our children are honest, obviously the trust level will definitely be high. See, very simple. In the old, as as I as I told, right in the olden days, the parents used to be strict. Some parents used to even do policing. But in the current day, these things will not work. We have to treat. Of course, up to a point, we need to guide them. The parents have to coach them. But beyond that, beyond a point, we need to understand that, yes, they are capable and they are knowledgeable and we have to give them that freedom. So the more that trust is shown by the parents, obviously, the kids will also feel really involved and motivated. And obviously, the kids will be honest. As you rightly said, I think you, I mean, the more and more you believe that our parents, let them react. What is there? If the parents want to react, let them react. But still, I will be honest. Again, we have a lot of things learned in the last few years. Okay. So, initially, we also had that hesitation. Lot of things were cluttering our mind. How we need to talk. Should we talk? Should we not talk? We came, at least Amma and me, we came a long way. Understanding, yes, it is important that to be, we need to be open with the kids. We need to speak openly, whatever it is. And then, you know, it will all obviously be engaging. And one last one in while you talk about trust honesty and all that make sure i mean what we learned is the parents should make sure to respect the feelings and emotions of the kids if you don't do that obviously the honesty can be challenged
1: definitely yeah while i agree with the points that jingu and appa told about honesty all that uh, there is also one more addition that i would like to make see as as we grew up in the uh, in our generation, it was sort of a dictator. What parents told, we never used to question. Whereas now, uh, in the current generation, we have adapted to the generation and we accept whatever is their opinion, the children's opinion also, and we take it as we take children as they are, accept them as they are, and what Jingu also mentioned that uh, uh, don't be scared to come out and um, to show your honesty because this is very important. We accept people as they are, we accept children as they are. Every child is unique and every child has a unique quality towards their family and others. So. We have adapted and we also understand the value that we have to accept children as they
2: are. 200% agree with what Amma said. This is the real lesson we all have learned and it was very well explained by Amma.
1: Yeah, I definitely
0: agree with that. And also while talking about the accepting yourself and I mean accepting others as just who they are, I think respecting each other's choices is, like a really important thing, like um of course um all everyone's choices is not going to be the same and for example if I want I don't know if, if um Yamar Yay I want me to do a certain thing and I want to do a different thing then of course the conflict will arise. But I think an important part of being a healthy family is Respecting that everyone has different like preferences and um yeah, so I think respecting that everyone can be their own person, an individual person of themselves, is like a big part of uh yeah, being
2: healthy. Yeah, it's a good point. Um maybe I'm gonna say something which may be a little bit I'm I'm not saying provoking, but As a parent, maybe, I let me admit that I'm a bit, you know, old parent, um, old style parent. While the parents are ready, like Amma said, you know, we will look at the kids as they are and we will accept it. But the kids, in my opinion, should also be open and receptive when we give them some guidance. It's not prescription, we are not prescribing or we are not forcing them. But at the same time, we tell them, This is good, this is not good. Maybe you want to think a little bit before you go in that direction. At that time, if the current day trend, what I have seen, I'm being a bit honest and open here, is no, no, we know what we are talking about. This is not how it works. This is a very famous quote I hear from my, you know, you and Krishna, for example. But instead of saying that, I would rather say that, take a step back, think why the parents are saying that, you know, you, you may want to think about this. So those moments give a thought. Probably the parents are saying out of their experience or out of their own you know legacy. It might have some value. We know even for that we got an answer that yes, your days were different, current days are different. But nevertheless, my only submission or my only thing is for any generally, not only for you. Generally, it is important that the kids should take a step back and listen and think it might help.
0: I completely agree with that. Like, And it's not that, I think what you guys need to also understand is that it's not that we are not listening to what you're saying. Uh, but in the olden days, like, like Yam was saying, it was like the parents said something and we have to obey them. And you have to actually, like, I don't know, do exactly what the parents said. But what I'm saying is, obviously, I know you guys are not like that. So what I'm saying is, when you say something, obviously, we respect what you're saying and we listen to it and think about it. It's not that we have not thought about it or it's not that we don't value what you're saying. It's just that despite valuing what you're saying, we have a different, I don't know, opinion or a different perspective, which we stick to. And I think that's fine in many cases. Yeah,
2: I agree. You can stick to and. Anyway, we are not going to challenge, at the end, we are not going to challenge or we are going to fight. That is very clear. But what we are saying is, there are occasions where you can also take those things and try to apply. That is the only point that I am making. Anyway, it's it's always, see, again, be, be it any country, be it any geography, we have seen this current trend, right? Even a three, four-year-old kid in a Western country, what they expect from their parents or the parents, or the schools, what they teach, how they have to be independent. It all comes from there. So they are taught to be independent and they are taught to think on their own. So these are all very important. It's in a way, it's going to help even for your case. If you take from a very classical school, we moved you to an international school. It gave you a different perspective. Obviously, we could see the change. And we as parents have moved you into the direction and we need to cope with that and we need to support you. So that is what we did. We are very happy. But I thought I should make, it a, make a point about the kids should still think completely not, you know, uh, keeping it aside and go with what they wanted to. But sometimes they need to give it a thought. That's all. I mean, it is always debatable, but leave it.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I think one thing, um, one important part of being independent, independent is um, understanding that just because you're an independent person, doesn't mean that you don't listen to others or you don't value what others say. Being independent is just means that you take what everyone said and what you want and think it over and make a decision. What it means that is, is that the decision should be what you want and not just because someone else says it and that you don't want it. So I think an important part of being independent is making your own decisions that you want but also listening to listening to others in the sense yeah listening to what others who you care about think
2: learn from others experience in short
0: yeah true and um yeah oh
1: yeah while we discussed about provoking situations like this i see another point uh, another family value coming up that is uh, which I have been part of it also. Try to um, see any uncomfortable situation. Try to understand and resolve and don't prolong the situation. This is very, very important. There can be situations where there are difference of opinion, but try to understand and see from from where the point is coming and what are the reasons behind. And if there are situations where there is discomfort, try not to prolong this uh, discomfort and try to uh, come on a win-win situation. I think
0: like um, whenever a conflict arises, a lot of us um, just want to avoid it or kind of sweep it under the rug. And of course, I mean, since we are not perfect either, i'm sure we would have done that too but i think we're learning to instead of doing that instead of avoiding it altogether um i think we're learning to talk about it more and you know i think talking can resolve a lot of things so i think we are we're learning to do that and part of that is l- like being vulnerable with each other Of course, I mean, it's easy for me to say that, oh, be vulnerable with your parents. But I don't know, everyone has different comfort levels and that's completely fine. But what I'd say is that being vulnerable and opening up and being honest about what you feel and, I don't know, uh, creating that safe space for each other could help in, in communication and resolving a lot of things.
2: I completely agree. I would, I'm going to give a name to what you said just now. This is my value, which I noted down as freedom of speech. Okay. So at least I, I can say as parents, Amma and I are very, very proud to say that, you know, we are giving you absolute freedom for you to speak. Once again, I want to acknowledge or I, I admit that a couple of years back, we were struggling. I mean, when you guys started talking, of course, when you all moved to an international school, you started talking very openly. And it was a bit difficult for us to, you know, digest and understand. But very quickly, I think we overcame. And of course, you taught us. And you and Krishna, you taught us. You spoke a lot. You spoke about it's nothing against you. It, we are not talking against you, but we are voicing ourselves. For us, it took a little little while to understand that. But I think it was a fantastic teaching from you guys to us. I want to first acknowledge that. Number one, the current day kids are completely different. Unlike us, we used to be afraid of even talking to our parents, standing in front of our parents. We are not, I mean, you said, right, the safe environment. We have given you a safe environment to talk. You can talk to us whatever you want. Of course, sometimes we felt that, you know, that freedom has been taken for granted and you have crossed your limits. But we understood that from not from the heart. It's more of that moment you express yourself. The moment more and more we started understanding, we became comfortable. So I think we are proud that, you know, we are giving you that freedom and you are definitely enjoying that freedom.
0: That's amazing. And I that's totally true. And I think um when it comes to freedom, it's also like about space. And of course, it's good to be protective. But a lot of people are, you know, so pro- like too protective that, again, that they don't some parents like don't let their children make their own decisions because they're scared that it will be you know the wrong choice for them or because it will hurt them so because of the again it's a it comes from a place of care and love and so i think because of yeah too much of um, protectiveness that freedom might be kind of uh, compromised but I think when it comes to any values, like in your value system, uh, when, when you practice one value, another value might be compromised. And I think that's a natural thing, which is hard to balance. And yeah, I just am here to say that it's not a bad thing. And I think we all go through that.
2: So I agree to an extent, but i'm not again prescribing something but it is important that you should weigh the pros and cons of when you feel like compromising i think your own instinct should tell you what you are doing why are you why you are compromising i think the core value the moment we say it is a value we shouldn't compromise that is my view i mean for example affectionate or being loving one we we, don't, we cannot dilute it or we cannot really trade off. Okay, that is what I'm trying to say. So it is important that one cannot, you know, suppress the other or subdue the other. We have to be very careful. Then what will happen is we will get into a tussle of this is right, that is wrong. This judgment will take us in a wrong path. Value means value.
0: No, I agree with that. But I'm just saying that, see, for example, now we have values of both love and freedom. But it's just that when you love too much i I don't know what too much is but if so love leads to protectiveness and possessiveness so if you're so protective then you may be too scared to actually let go and make like let the kid or let whoever make the choice that they want to so that's what i mean when i say that this value could clash with that other value so it's not that we're compromising it's just that the values could clash
2: that is when stepping back and taking a moment to reevaluate and you know settle that is important
0: yeah i agree with that and i think that hold another thing is that holding each other accountable and you know doing what's ethically right like of course there's the thing about being independent people but like if i don't know i think family is a good way of making sure that making sure to hold each other accountable and make sure that we're not, you know, we're being good people and we're being true to ourselves. So, of course, it's important to accept that everyone is different and, you know, we all have our flaws and all of that. But even in those flaws, it's I think it's good to hold each other accountable and, um, like, show each other that, it's fine to have flaws but again the 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 role of parents to guide you towards like a good uh, a good path where you're an ethically good human being and i think i mean at least for the people i've seen like me my friends and all of that i think that has been that's not a problem at all like all of the people i know are like good people so, yeah, I think accountability is a big thing.
2: And as yeah. one point, as long as you have the true care, love, affection, accountability will aut- automatically come. For some reason, momentarily, you may seem not accountable. You may be a bit, you know, um, what do you call avoiding? But I think from the heart and the long run, I'm sure one will be accountable. That's my belief.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so what I mean by, like, holding each other accountable is, for example, um, like, if I'm really down, um, like, my family, uh, even if at the time I don't like it, they, like, ask me to, like, they encourage me to get up from that down, like, place of, you know, being down. They encourage me to get up and, you know, go out or you know do something to cheer myself up so even if it's uncomfortable at the time they hold me accountable by saying look you're responsible for you know picking yourself back up so if you stay like this you can stay like this forever so i think part of being like part of being a responsible person is knowing when to uh, like When to say, okay, now is the time for you to get up and you know, guide that person to a better place. So that's one thing in accountability, and another thing I think is forgiveness uh, and not holding any grudges. Like, (laughs) I can just imagine my sister listening to this and saying, Oh, you're holding a grudge, like to me. She says that a lot to me, and I mean, I think it's true to an extent that I don't know if I can call it a grudge, but it's just that, like, if we fight or have an argument or something, obviously you know it's human to want space for it for a while and you know be upset for a while at least or angry or frustrated at that person for a while. So, I mean, that's what I think that I take more time to, you know, um more time to forgive the person or uh, I mean compared to the rest of my family i think I take more time to like yeah basically forgive the person so I think i'm working on forgiveness and yeah
2: I will make a parenthood statement in our dictionary as parents there is nothing called forgiveness we don't even go that far children are children we forget and move on
0: good I mean sure but I don't know I think if someone does something you don't like then obviously you'd be upset about it and you know frustrated so yeah it's fine like a lot of parents can't see their children making mistakes and like they feel I don't know they feel like they've not done a good job at at bringing up the kid but you know I think it's like everyone makes mistakes and it's not a reflection on the parents just because someone like, just because that kid makes a mistake, it's not a reflection on the parent or it's not even a reflection on the kid because it's literally human to make mistakes. And yeah, I think one thing I've seen is a lot of parents, like a lot of parents' ego gets hurt because of that. And it's just sad to watch. But yeah, I just want to say that it's not a reflection of, how you've brought up the children or whatever yeah and i think one more thing is patience is patience is a in my family i think that's a big love language like if for example with the, my brother if i am being really irritating then he'll be like really patient with me and i think that it's that in itself is a love language and it's a way of like when you're patient with someone, it's a way of showing that even if, you know, this is happening, I, am, I can handle that and I can, you know, you know, I can be patient and I can accept all of that because I love you.
2: There is a huge learning for us as parents in this space. We learned over the last few years how to be patient. I, I personally have to admit that I'm a little bit impatient. I used to be, I really learned and softened myself or tuned myself or tempered myself and to be patient, I mean it is, it comes from all what we face day to day with our children but it was a positive experience.
0: That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I'd say this is like my last question, but what are some of the things that hold us back from following these values? I-
2: before we go there, I have one last small point. Simplicity. I think family, we have to keep things simple. Many, many families I've seen are complicating things. Even a small thing, they think differently and then complicate among themselves. At least, you know, it's a general thing. I mean, it I'm not qualifying whether in our family, whether things are getting complex. No, not really. Sometimes maybe, but keeping things simple and being simple will always help.
1: I have one last point from my side that is uh, taking breaks, minimizing stress, going outing in between studying. This will reduce lot of burnout whether you are studying or working or doing any other important job. Uh, One simple thing which I would value is you should stay active and stay healthy as long as. My child is able to stay active and stay healthy mentally, physically, everything. I'm I will be the happiest mom ever, and this I would like my children to take through whenever they uh, go for a job or go for active studies.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so what I want to say is. What are some of the things that hold us back from these values? So what I'd say is that for a lot of people, the idea that love is tied to something like love is tied to achievement or, you know, personality or anything like that. Like, So if you achieve this, then I will love you. Like that's a lot of, um, you know, things that I've seen. But again, that ties up to unconditional love. And something else is that I think holds us back from following these values is not being able to let go and acknowledge that, I don't know, we're all different people who think differently and basically the individuality part of it. So I guess many parents are scared of, um, I don't know, letting go of their children being their own person. Because obviously, I guess it's hard. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I guess it'll be hard.
2: Completely, yes. I mean, again, um, I, like I said, we had a lot of learning in this. Um, it's not that the parents letting the kids to be their own self, but it is more the expectation from the parents. Why can't the kids take my experience? I've learned a lot. I have either been hit or I've been benefited by my, my own experience. I'm sharing it with my kids. Why are they not listening? This was the thought a couple of years back when we, you know, when we started sh- seeing the transition in you and Krishna. Um, and from there, again, we educated ourselves. No, no, no. Calm down. I mean, the kids are thinking differently. So you can't even like, think that they have to really listen to you and they have to accept as it is what you're saying. That learning came in a hard way to us also.
0: Okay, so so what I think about that is, of course, like, it's good that you share your experiences. But I think, like, even if you've experienced something, I think since everyone is different and everyone's experiences in life is different, um, like, I don't know, it may not be the same for everyone. Like, if you have experienced something and you want to share that, that's good. But if, you know, we don't do the same thing as you, it doesn't mean that, we respect you any any less. It just means that we have a different idea and a different perspective. Um, yeah, it's it has nothing to, you know, devalue your experiences. And another thing is that, like, not being able to be flexible and, you know, sacrifice because of thinking only about our needs and wants. So I think, I mean... Too much sacrifices would not be healthy. Like for me, the way I do it is um, I could decide like what I want to, you know, give up on and what I want to sacrifice versus what I definitely don't want to sacrifice because that I will decide based on my values and me as a person. Like if I don't want to do something for sure because of, you know, the person I am, then that's fine. But I have this thing where i will have a balance at least i try to do that have a balance between what i should sacrifice and what i should be firm about
2: my view here is slightly it's not i, I won't say it's different my view here is we coming from our you know uh, the current i mean our generation or the our legacy we have a tendency to sacrifice or compromise or settle a bit easily than the current generation the current generation when they say okay this is how things will work and they try to stick to it but pr- probably us when we hear something or another perspective or other view coming from an outside outsider obviously our tendency to listen and accept it is a bit more than the current generation this is my observation
0: yeah i can i can agree with that because i think like especially the older generation is, um, I mean, has have been used to just following whatever their parents have said, have said. So I can understand that it's easier, it comes easier for you. But I don't know, like, I, I'm i not gonna make a judgment about like how good or bad that is, because I don't know. I think it's just different from generation to generation. And you know, whatever works, works. Like for me, what works is that I, I have a certain preference and then you have a different preference, so then we talk about it. And at the end, I will, obviously, I try to listen to whatever everyone says. But at the end, if I really feel strongly about something, then I will do it. So that's what I think works for me. And like, also, one more thing is one thing that holds us back could be that not being able to care for, it's not the case with our family but not being able to care for people properly because our plate is too full with our own issues. Like if we have our own issues, um, it may be hard to like focus on others. And I think in that case, it's fine to just focus on yourself until things get better. And yeah, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just that one thing about family is that you understand that your plate is too full. And, you know, yeah, being patient and being understanding is a big part of being family.
2: Fully agree. Um, absolutely agree because it is important that first one has to take care of herself or himself. Then, of course, start worrying about others or start thinking about it. But at the same time, it is important to understand the more and more you think about how to care for others, how to, th- how to you know, help others. The more and more you indulge yourself into these things, I am sure that itself will you know, lessen your burden on your plate. So I think the kids have to think about it. It's not only for, you know, I am not specifically saying you or Krishna or somebody but in general, the current day kids, if they start kind of thinking inside out, they will obviously start kind of, you know, uh, feeling less burdened and feeling more you know inclusive etc etc so that is something which the kids have to think about
0: yeah i agree like if you you know helping others is also a big you know um thing that would help you because not just you won't just make be making others feel better you'll also feel better about yourself so yeah, yeah. that makes sense exactly and um another thing is that I think a lot of kids feel like they'll be disappointing their parents by doing certain things. And that's why they're scared to tell the parents certain things. But what I'd say is that, I mean, disappointment is like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess you're, like my parents will say, no, we're not disappointed. But I think it's fine to disappoint people sometimes because you know no one is perfect and even if you disappoint someone you know that they're never they're not going to leave you just because of being disappointed so i think even if you know you're scared that your parents will be disappointed in you it's fine because i mean i hope that won't stop you from talking to them because it's fine to disappoint people once in a while
2: absolutely not absolutely not this will not just by disappointing parents parents will never you know, give up the care or love or deep affection. For sure not. But some time back you mentioned about ethical, right? As long as things are ethical, the kids are in the ethical direction, Things th- the kids are on the right direction and think in the right direction and the parents will never get disappointed. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people, if they get like bad marks or something, some some parents might be they may say oh look at you you've got this but I think it's even if people even if they say that I think it's fine because it's in the long term it's not going to be a big deal so
2: yeah current parenthood is way way beyond marks scores grades and all that we rather look at how our children are evolving and how they are going to be socially well accepted how they are going to stand on their own legs So we are more and more looking at our kids to get, acquire such values and such strengths and hence the disappointment will not come from marks or grades, it will only come from the way they are evolving and their own, you know, uh, other other areas of focus. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I think that's like applies to our family and not every other family, Mm -hmm. but yeah, okay. Thank you, Yaman and Yi, for sharing your ideas with us. I
2: hope you enjoyed. was a great fun, Jingu. As I said, we were waiting really for it and finally we did it.
1: Yeah, it was so exciting to talk on the podcast and I really enjoyed it. Amazing. Okay, I will end this podcast here.
0: We're very grateful for you guys. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.